0: Welcome to 21st Century Saints, a podcast and live stream series for those who are affiliated with or members of or adjacent to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints here in the United Kingdom and around the world. Thank you for your support and please consider liking our page on Facebook, following us on YouTube and leaving us a review wherever you find your podcasts. Hi everyone, welcome to 21st Century Saints, live in the style of our other um, Brit Avenger Nemo, um, who did a, a, an impromptu live earlier on tonight to surprise us all, um, we, we're just, that is some classy style, we, we're we doing the same thing, so welcome everyone, I've not even got our, our starting <laughs> statement
1: ready to go yeah um, i can vouch for that that i literally got a phone yeah. call 10 minutes ago to say i need to do a live would you like to join me
0: <laughs> but this is not the first time right this is literally no.
1: this is why you get me real style no makeup here's a riot
0: <laughs>
1: take me as we you just, find me i'd say
0: that so as you can see <laughs> we are makeuplessness happening here we Alana, I'm really sorry. I'm just going to say this, right? Bralis. <laughs> <laughs> um, Porn shoulders are out.
1: Well, thanks, uh, Alana. I'm being a good girl tonight.
0: Um, uh, You know, um, ha, and That's thank cool. you, audience, who are joining us already. We hope we don't That's shock you. contribution. Alana's got a tattoo out. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Richard. Um thank you for those of us those of you who'll be joining us just to kind of explain what we're doing tonight um okay I'm gonna assume by this point you know who we're but let's just introduce ourselves anyway. My name is Jane I'm your host Jane Christie uh we're we're doing this live from Scotland just outside Glasgow and I am I am just out of bed I have been in bed all day just like her just like our friend Richard um, is, is telling us in the comments <laughs> is it, is my Alice is it for Father's Day it's because of Father's Day but that is not as cute as it sounds um, we're going to fill you in in a second um, but this is going to be our most really real honest, this is where we're at episode yet Jane is having a freak out so um, how to process that let's jump on the internet okay this is my co-host Alana Wilson Bryce. Hey. How are you
1: mentally? Hi, I'm all right. I I guess I I've had a bit of a hissy fit last night and tonight and um, earlier today, but I had my little one to kind of distract me a little bit. So we were having some dancing and we were out playing football earlier in the garden. And so yeah, I've had things to occupy me from that. So yeah. The, so the the
0: lighting here, um, I think, is in keeping with where my soul is, um, <laughs> <laughs> gloomy and. <laughs> um, I you know, we, Alana, where will we start?
1: Where we, where will we start? You're the one who wanted to do this, so what okay. would your starting point need to be? Where do you need to go with this?
0: My starting point is probably. Why, why we're do, why I asked you to do this? Um, so my starting point is it's bloody Father's Day. Um,
1: I'm just realizing I'm pulling some really hefty faces here, but it's because I've got an itchy back and I'm trying to scratch it with a pen. But guys, I'm pulling faces while I'm doing it.
0: Guys, this is this is where
1: we're at. Honestly, <laughs> this, is... <laughs> this is us. Normally, we seem so. You know what's we're the there? word I'm looking for? Together on other podcasts, but tonight it's just a bit of a
0: <laughs> "Wow, we're here!" Exactly. This this is really really bad. Um, I am covered in midge bites, and yep. um, the, the thought. Okay, so we're going to talk tonight about some good things that have happened this weekend, and we'll talk about OCD. We're going to talk about Father's Day. We're going to talk about some LGBTQ issues and we're going to talk about faith crisis um all in relation to us that, that seems like a lot but you know what we're j- I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pour all of this out and I'm I guess I'm also going to challenge you guys that if if you've got any words of advice even if you want to jump on and maybe chat with us for a minute let, let's let's do it because I I feel like I really need to help processing this um Alana, how, yes. how would you say I have processed my faith over this past few years? Like,
1: Would, would you have said a faith crisis happens, has No, happened? No, not, not with you, because obviously like, mm-hmm. I would say that I've had a faith crisis. And sorry, Peter, mm-hmm. if you're listening, I didn't get a tattoo because of my faith crisis. Let me just put that out there. <laughs> I've actually wanted a tattoo since I was about 16 years old. Obviously, in the back of my mind, there is that thing about what the church teaches. But the, the real reason behind it is I was a big scaredy cat to go and get a tattoo. I was too scared it was going to hurt. So it isn't to do with my faith crisis why I got a tattoo. I have always wanted one. Just thought I'd throw that in there.
0: Yeah. And you realise
1: where your pain levels were at. You learned a lot about your pain levels last week. I did. Um, yeah. And so, just, so you just, well done. And going back to your question, Jane, I, I wouldn't say you were in a faith crisis. Obviously, clearly, I have been for, I'd say, a couple of years. Um, yeah I would say for a couple of years I've been I would say I wouldn't even say that mine was a faith crisis right at the start it was just like starting to question things and starting to look at things a bit differently Um, but you you've always seemed to have it quite together and and although you've been fabulous with with helping me to process my my faith crisis as it developed um, and like, you've never made me feel like no- anything that I've been feeling. You've never made me feel like I'm wrong in feeling that. or mm. um, and, and you've always, like, I've always asked, like, your view on how, you know, you can continue to be active in the church, knowing all the issues and the pain that it's causing to people. And, you know, you've always just said, you know, I hope you don't mind me saying this, that you know it's to do with your covenants and things like that. And I totally understand and respect that in a sense. But for me, as much as I've made these covenants, I just don't feel that I can still continue to be affiliated with something that causes so much pain and grief to people. And obviously, as I've processed things and realised things about the lies that's been told to people, and I just think, is this really Jesus Christ church? Because I don't believe it is. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really know. I would say, with regards to your feelings on things, I'd say maybe over the last couple of months, I've noticed things getting a bit more difficult for you, um, and especially over the last couple of days, I was like, whoa. I mean even something you said to me earlier today on your doorstep mm. I was in total shock and disbelief I was like is this really my Jane who's saying this <laughs> and I'm not going to say it unless you absolutely want to I I was just like like I I had a chat with my aunt earlier about it and cuz she asked how you were cuz I'd said earlier I had a conversation with my aunt about what was going on for us and and um you know I'd said that you were struggling a bit and things and so she'd asked how you were when I was out walking the dog earlier and I said she's doing okay I said she was struggling a bit and I was I told her about what happened and even she was like Jane really <laughs> like you know the both of us were completely in shock about it you know because it's just not you and and yeah I, I did say to you earlier on the doorstep you know that things are becoming harder for for even you like I've noticed that like I can see that it's it's really affecting yeah. you
0: For even me, yeah, hardcore. (laughs) So, well, yeah, so this this past, um, okay, faith transition has been like a faith expansion for me. I have been learning, you know, over, over years, so much that has enthralled me, has been fascinating to me, has been challenging, and I've found all of that part of um increasing the the light and knowledge that I've had in my life it, 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 the fact that it's it's been complicated has been um kind of almost healthy for me it's looked like I don't have to go to church and fake it i don't you know i, I feel like it's been a rational mature choice so when i many years ago after a period of being away from church so as a convert having a period of time away from church coming back to church and choosing this consciously choosing despite all of the difficulties choosing to be here that this is what this is where my spiritual home is this is the language that I approach you know my my spiritual life with I am I am taking this seriously and so, uh, and it would surprise me that people would love to read about, char- people at, char- you know, people in our ward, we have a tiny ward and tonight is really uncomfortable for me because we're going to be talking about our ward and anyone who knows us or knows our ward is probably going to know who we're talking about. And I don't like that, but this is where we, this is where I am and I'm, you know. Um. So yeah, it, it's been really exciting for me and to see people who, um love reading church books or the latest thing that Desiree has released way back whenever you had to order, order every book from from America and wait for it all coming here. Um, I just had this assu- assumption that everybody was putting the work in and, you know, um, they didn't. Whenever all of this stuff is like news to them, um, Mountain Meadows massacre, lots of truth claims issues, I couldn't have conversations with people at church about it. And then as the internet appears, suddenly I can start having conversations in my ward. And it's not just this little group of people. I'm going to shout out to my Tonya, who's who's online here, just who has been part of my spiritual journey. Tonya was part of, you know, the sort of core group of people that 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 was my. Relief Society my online congregation so where there was um spiritual stimulation lacking I could find that with this little bunch of people on the internet we've been friends for like what almost 15 years that's you know we we have visited with each other we've stayed part of each other's lives it's just it's great um although Tonya is my you know I still have to visit with Tonya that's still going to happen um so yeah then people, I'm, I'm able to start having more and more conversations, not so much about truth claims or church um, policies or doctrines, more about nuanced perspective. Or, yeah, Tonya's saying it's like 17 to 18 years old. We, you know, we see that. I mean, this is how great people are at showing up, and I really appreciate it. Um, okay this past couple of years things have moved like lightning suddenly um we're seeing um things really start to change within our ward yep. start, things really start to change within the landscape of the church um i think the november 2015 policy the the exclusion policy affected so many people we're seeing just things start to change um Alana could you just while I go tell my kid to turn his volume down could you maybe like talk a little bit about how LGBTQ issues have impacted our words just for a second
1: yep I'll do my best um so obviously LGBTQ issues have very much so impacted our world and some of that is through my family um yeah. directly um which was really really tough um and I guess like I knew about the policy and I totally did not agree about, agree with it, but I still figured that I was still better to remain at church. But as time went on, I then started to realise how much pain it was causing and how much pain it had caused. And obviously it was... Annoying ...and aggravating when you have people... pains me because these are people i've grew up around these are because obviously i grew up in the church and so it's been very very difficult to realize that these people have real true issues with lgbtq and and that really impacted me directly as well as is realizing that people i know and love are, are homophobic
0: yeah and and so i think that kind of does bring us up to what this weekend has looked like so the other thing um i'm not sure if i've got any internet issues tonight guys just just be with it's me if that... so
1: far good so far
0: yeah I I think I might have struggled to to hear you a little bit so um anyway um so I also have OCD and when that happens it we we will do a mental health episode at some point but when when OCD manifests for me um it 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 looks less like contamination issues it has more looked like that this past sort of couple of years but um it's it's intrusive thoughts it's uh it's it's just it's very it's distressing um so this weekend the thought of um I think maybe because of sort of you know midge bites and all these insect bites over my legs and things so I'm having a little bit of a uh wearing temple garments is just really really distressing for me right now. Um, it feels like I need to claw things off my skin. Um, it, so, yeah, visually, I think I look like I'm in the place where, um, the place where I am. Um, Debbie's saying I look sad. Yeah, I I am really sad. And I, I just, I really appreciate um, the support even before I've even sort of talked about what's happened. Um, okay. So this weekend, um, my my eldest son has has come home to visit for a few days, and we are as a family we're just so mm-hmm. excited, and we've had a wonderful, um, you know, time being able to spend a bit of time with him. Um, we are getting ready to celebrate our twenty fifth wedding anniversary um, this Friday. We're going to be partying hard on Friday, and it's so. Life is good. Life is really, really good. Um, then, I'm I I'm aware that I'm sort of sitting last night, um, thinking about how today is Father's Day, and thinking about how we want to honor that as 21st century saints, and what should I. What should we post that would be you know honoring honoring that day? And I had nothing. I mean, i'm I'm trying to find as there like a nuanced way that I could share something. We've shared you know our thoughts on Mother's Day before in an emergency crisis episode <laughs> also, and I found it really easy to sort of talk about that stuff, but for some reason with Father's Day, I mean, i I just did nothing. Um, when, when we had been talking last night, you and I, um, I don't know, do you want to share the context of, I fe- I hate having to do this, but I feel like I have to in order to frame what's happened. So do you, do you want to maybe talk about the post that was shared on, on social media by a mutual friend? If I can remember, because I don't have my phone at hand, because Daisy's got it. Um, we want to see before we see this. We love this person. Absolutely, this is a wonderful absolutely. person. Okay, so mm-hmm. let,
1: um, let's go. So the, they, post, the post that was shared, um, basically the top line of it. Now, it wasn't, wasn't this person who wrote the post. It was someone else who wrote it and posted it, and they, this person had shared it. Um, and the top line said something along the lines of, there is no place in schools, none in big capital letters, um, for LGBTQ. What did it I'm trying to think what it ended with? Um basically talking about it in schools to children. Um and then the post kind of went on then to talk about um, you know, sex education, things like that. <clears throat> Obviously to me the main the main issue of the post was the LGBT. Um and it went on to talk about how, you know, it shouldn't be getting taught to our kids. It's a, a did it mention that it was a, a parents' it, place? Yeah, I'm getting a bit confused because yeah. I've had so it, many conversations.
0: It didn't, it didn't really. It, it was the original post that the person had shared had sort if of If I had my phone,
1: I would just read it. But yeah, I don't it
0: mentioned the LGBTQ agenda, which we don't
1: we don't really
0: ever clarify what that is. So I I don't know whether it's world domination or 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 what it is. Maybe it's just to turn the world. Uh, purple, I, I I don't know, they never clear it up. Yeah. But um, the LGBTQ agenda, and then how church is the place they brought church about, into it, yeah. Sort of be learning about this, um, the whole scripture about calling good evil and evil good. Um, yeah
1: just it, it mentioned just something about is. we as the church are not going to something along the way that we're yeah. not going to stand for it kind of thing like that and and I think that's horrible because it's okay to have your own personal view on something yeah there are people out there who maybe don't agree with it um but to bring the church into it I I think that's wrong because I don't stand with their comments and saying that the church is going to roar and be heard and and put a stop to this because that's not my belief so I don't agree with that so how dare you speak on well, behalf of me like yeah, that's how it, I kind of felt
0: like... It was angry, it was unkind But they said and that so they I...
1: have people that's what annoyed me even more, they, this person that, that had wrote the post had said they have LGBT friends who they love I'm but yet on. they're saying this we'll
0: post... Um Yeah uh, well uh, this, this is what these posts do kind of tend to look like right. I've got I've got an LGBTQ friend, and I love them, but they're dirty and evil and nasty. And oh my goodness, we didn't even put out trigger warnings for this episode, so I'm really sorry, guys. Um, yeah. And what what happened after? So this this is this is shared, is that a young men's president? Who served in our ward a few years ago messaged me to say, Whoa, look, this um that that was that was taking a big swing. Um what it, it had sort of concerned him that, you know, in a tiny ward, knowing what he knows about how it would affect people like your family. think he was just kind of like well that's yeah that's that's a lot and this I mean you know I'm going to share your first name Ryan you are amazing he always stands for what is kind and right and I appreciate that so much and the fact that he was a, a young men's president serving some of the people and your family um who have since come out over the past few years he was able to sort of recognize that about these boys that he'd served and loved who are part of the lgbtq community that it's going to hurt them it's going to hurt their family and you know that that there are more and i just really appreciated him for doing that i thought that's so cool of you for showing up and it heartened me a lot and um I I don't know, I, I had posted something sort of in response, which I don't normally do, but, you know, sometimes you do have to show up. And I had, you know, kind of said, you know, well, with the amount of um, violence that happens towards the LGBTQ community, um, I'm kind of glad it's been taught in schools. There then would go on to be... I don't know, a series of posts where people who are LGBTQ were expressing their heart at it, and uh, they just couldn't back down. And then other people, I thought, were allies, would were given really thoughtful responses that were going to and what I mean by thoughtful is that they thought a lot about it clearly, but we're going to add to the pain of those reading it. And so that that takes us up to, you know, through, through the night last night, where I'm speaking to people that this message has personally hurt and affected, as are you, and these wonderful young people are pointing out I grew up with you know with, with with these leaders I grew up looking up to you and this is how you see me this is how you feel and it, it I I don't know it just, it was just painful to know that however um sad angry upset triggered I felt that someone was experiencing that on a whole other level and would continue to defend their position because what what then would continue to happen was the person who who was who'd shared the post was like I am just talking about sex education in schools I'm just talking about how you know we shouldn't we shouldn't be um be talking about this to kids too I mean they'd totally forgotten like the point of what they posted anyway and totally didn't see the hate speech in it none of that um it was just so unkind and you similarly were were up through the night messaging with people that had affected right Yep, absolutely and just mourning with them and you know the worst thing is when you have people who are thanking you for standing up like that isn't the most basic thing you can do is just show up and say you love someone do you realize how little we have to do for someone to be thankful for just not being horrible online for just for just seeing them Mm -hmm. I
1: just want to talk a little bit you know about from the angle I mean obviously I've seen it from the whole perspective but you know the thing that got me was you know in, re- in re- response to the comments you know they were saying that it was nothing really to do with um, the LGBT it was more to do with the sex education and things that's been taught to our children um, and it didn't do me any harm growing up not being taught it but you know, my response to that then was, okay, so that's fine. You know, like I did it in a loving manner. I just said I respect and understand that everyone has their own opinion and have the right to that. But so just because that was your experience that it didn't do you any harm, it doesn't, does that mean that it's not anyone else's experience? Um, you know, and and as I go on, you know, and, and I get that everyone has the right to their own opinion of what they believe should be taught to the children. And that's why we do in this country have the option to opt out of sex education in primary school. I got the email sent out to me for for my daughter who's just turned eight and a lot of the stuff on it that they said they were going to be talking about. And again, I know this isn't everyone's experience. I said, Daisy knows that. Daisy knows that. Daisy knows that because I've taught her that as a parent and absolutely I do agree to a certain extent, you know, that we do have a responsibility as parents. But on the other side of that is that that's wonderful that certain people as parents teach that to their kids, but that's not every child's experience. Some children are not taught these things in the home. So, you know, Daisy was just learning about, you know, her private parts of her body. Now, she obviously already knows that. She was also learning about that no one should be touching her private parts of her body, which I think is wonderful. You know, I think yeah it is sad that that children's innocence is getting taken at such a young age but it's absolutely needed in this day and age you know I I get a bit griped about it because you know as anyone who's listened to my episode of my story will know that that I as a child was not taught these things growing up I was not taught that it was inappropriate for someone else an adult to be touching me in these places and sadly that happened to me and if if I had been taught that in school growing up, now, I'm pretty sure they do it age-appropriate, you know. You um know. So... If I was taught that growing up in school, because I wasn't taught it at home, and, I, you know, it's not necessarily my parents' fault, you know, they possibly didn't realise that they, there was a need for that back then when I was younger. But if I had been taught that in school, that may not have happened to me, because I would have known and said, no, you you can't do that to me. And I possibly would have went and spoken to someone and said, this person's doing this. And so that's where I get my back up a little bit, is that, I do think there's a need for things to be taught to children because it's not every child's experience. My school teacher, and she said that as well, that, um, well, she's retired now due to health, but she said that to me just earlier on when I was speaking to her, that sadly, a lot of parents don't teach their children these things, even growing up in their older years. Um, And I just think, you know, um, yeah, I just see someone saying we use the right names for private parts around Evie. Absolutely, that I'm the same with um, Daisy, um, you know, from a young age. Obviously, age-appropriate, but I've never used the, the pet name like Flower or, you know, because, again, there's that risk of them talking about that to someone and that no one realises that that's happening to them because of pet names. And I, oh, sorry, I feel like I've just went on a complete no, rant because, here. because and I just, Sorry, Alana, it's just it's mm-hmm. just this
0: is this is part
1: of 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 the picture
0: of what's happened this weekend. So I am, um, based on based on a bloody Facebook post, right? Who cares? Oh, I think we've we'll lost you is... a minute, Jane. Right. I'm so sorry. Okay. We, Jane's frozen.
1: Oh, you're back. Yep. Yeah, We're James clearly having
0: any issues tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna move into the um um to the, the kitchen and just kind yeah. of just hope that we work this out. But anyway, yeah. I am not only supporting people who've been affected, processing it myself, but also here's my friend who has shared, who who these people know, they know your story. My friend who has shared the worst things that have happened to you in your life and their opinions. I I mean, this is the effect of those opinions now the reality is that that when we're, when we're talking about
1: kids and sex education which wasn't the actual point of the post yeah that's, <laughs> that's what that that was the point that was being made at the end of it all that it was yeah. about sex education but the post was never about that to start yeah. the first line brought up lgbtq issues that was the main point of the post yeah the briefly mentioned sex and sex education but the main point of the post was regarding lgbt Sure, sorry
0: and as you point out and as um as our our friend of the podcast leo leon pointed out our kids grow up talking about parts of their body knowing they have a body knowing that you know they may not call them the the anatomically correct name so when they go to school schools in the uk Make sure that when, um, you know, body safety um, consent is being spoken about, they will use the anatomically correct name, and that is more offensive apparently to a parent to hear the anatomically correct name and it being spoken about in the school talk, because because every parent isn't teaching the same thing. There are no. parents out there who are teaching hate speech. If You know, maybe, Alana, you said something so good. Um, And and I have to say, we didn't spend the night commenting back and forward on this this post. You you made a couple of points that were just wonderful. But you had pointed out that just because you don't feel personally harmed by what you're posting on Facebook or your lack of, um, you know, support for how sex education is being delivered in schools... Just because you don't feel harmed does not mean that someone is not harmed by this.
1: Yep, absolutely. So for me, that's like saying, you know, um, someone saying, but I wasn't sexually abused as a child, so it didn't, you know, well, I was, and that was my experience. You know, to me, it's a similar thing. You know, one person's experience isn't another's, but these, I mean, I guess I, 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 I try to be a bit more, I'm not even meaning empathising, but I get that every parent's different, but I also get that every parent does know their child and there might be children who at six or seven or eight may be too young to, to hear these things. They might feel they're not quite at the point. I know my daughter and I know she was but again like I say I don't know how it is in the, the USA or anywhere else but I know in this country that you you can contact the school and say I don't want them being taught that that's my job as a parent and I'll deal with that at home you can withdraw from it so but you know I think for the biggest part I mean when I look the email that I was sent from the school of what was going to be taught I, I didn't think there was anything that was totally Sweet. that I would have been like oh no I, I don't want her being taught that you know it, it's all stuff that they need to learn like I almost feel when people talk about um you know body parts like you know even now some people in my family when when they hear me talk about the proper body parts it's like no you know and I'm like but that is the name of our body part like is it are we trying to shame our bodies for what they actually are like you know it's like we that is what our body name is and it's not that I don't want to say it I'm just aware that you know We'd need to put out warrants and stuff for this. But, you know, that is the name of the male part. That is the name of the female part. So why shouldn't we learn and understand our body? And I do wish, looking back, that we were taught at a younger age for multiple reasons, obviously, and the one that I've already specified. I just feel sometimes is there an element of shame that goes along with that? I think that's exactly it. I think
0: that's exactly it. Um, and I want to just, before we we yep, move on, absolutely. just... Um, just honour one of the wonderful things that we said last night and again this is a good woman this is a good person who posted this but um, you know one of the things that was pointed out was um, the the fact that the LGBTQ um, the dialogues around LGBTQ issues um, and teaching kids about relationships their bodies um, it, it uses um lgbtq issues to sexualize um the the discussion um, and i just i had really appreciated I, I'm, I'm kind of hoping to maybe maybe have a discussion about that because um but you know what i'm going to step back for just now um so that was last night. Yep. I, so I want to give context to what churches look like. Um. And and you know me, I, I don't, I don't mean I'm emotionless, but I'm really quite restrained. Um, My emotional days are way, way better. I do enough crying
1: for both of us.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> you just feel it for everyone. That's your superpower. Okay. So, if you guys watch the watch the pod, you you'll be aware that I have uh, an amazing son who is twenty two years old and has special needs and is unable to leave the house and is very frightened of leaving the house. And he used to love going to church. Um, when he would sing, the whole congregation would turn around because, uh, you know, you couldn't miss the fact no. that this boy's singing with such
1: joy, such joy. I think joy. more people need to take a leaf out of his book.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I mean, that's what people will constantly be saying. Who would hate to leave church, who loved the prophet, Loved um, hearing about the pioneers. Loved hearing about the pioneers. Um, don't know why. So you can never quite tell what uh, what my boy's gonna what he's gonna love. You know, the reality for us has been that again, it's something for an episode. But I just I realise how much of what's happened this weekend is relating to my job and being there to support him there, there isn't anyone to show up from in the way that I have to do except for me um I'm his person um but there isn't a place from in church and you know when when he was going into the young men's program in primary he had such amazing support you know with that it's so good he knew what to expect there was a there was a formula to primary and it was safe and good and, and he made he made his first friends in primary like ever not just his first church friends he made his first ever first ever friends when he was like 10 years old because no one had had been his friends before um you know the 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 day the Sunday that um he turned 12 that week and he was so excited to be at church And um, we were sitting in sacrament meeting and he was just, you know, bouncing, just getting ready to kind of just jump up and go because he really thought he was going to be able to pass sacrament, but no one had told him that he couldn't. He's not baptized, you see, because he doesn't need to be baptized. And he just thought he was going to be able to do that. And when he couldn't, he just looked disappointed, and I just kind of ignored that, like, because I didn't know what to say. He wants so little to do the world. I mean, I mean, he he needs so little from the world that when people don't forget him, it's such a big deal. And anyway. um Not too much longer after that. Life just got harder and harder for Ronan. The youth programme just wasn't... um, Just wasn't... It wasn't adapting for him. And so... His world became smaller and smaller and smaller until it's just his room. So my world became smaller and smaller and smaller. And you know the one thing that... Having chosen church every time, having had really powerful experiences um, that have supported me when I've, I've been at my lowest. I felt I I felt what I understand is the power of God in my life. And I swear it's kept me alive sometimes. Um that's how I've experienced it. But I I, I remember sort of saying that um if someone took that away from me that would be the last blow that would be the thing that I don't think I could recover from so I approach my faith very um, methodically knowing what a big deal it is but also knowing that I need to see things with my eyes wide open um, because I'm choosing this Um, as my world became smaller and smaller along with Ronan's um ha, knowing that that church it would be awful if my faith was taken away from me. Um it's taken away from Ronan just fine. So when he's really excited, um he he bites his wrist and the sound it makes to hear it, and, the, and he's bleeding, and then whenever he sings, can you imagine how he sings, I think of his hands pierced and bleeding to pay the debt. he sings it with such joy, Did Jesus get it. Anyway, his um, religious um, support, his church community, his um, ability to just hear the the lovely, gentle stories of Jesus. That's not in his life anymore. Um, And I knew it was going to happen to me. Knew it would. (sighs) Um, So towards the end of last year, no two years ago oh my goodness hasn't hasn't COVID just totally changed how easy time okay winter is a time when it can be difficult if there's a time I'm going to miss church it would it would tend to be winter um we're in a hill and, and snow here and and stuff like that and um transport issues i i don't drive we live you know we live in a whole we live in a village just a whole other you know, way away from the, the town we there's, there's no bus transport so that like early in the morning sorry um so it can be tough but um yeah i it's tougher to get to church in the winter um and then ocd so in maybe like the past, what I would say, five years, if it snows, I freak out, right? A few years ago yep. here, there was a really, really bad snowstorm that just like people woke up one day and it's like, what's just happened? We sent our kids off to school and the schools just within a really short time were were all closed. And there was a special needs school, um, which was in Glasgow and the special needs schools because the kids who are in school now can no longer get home the the teachers were having to um keep them in the teachers were having to stay overnight with these kids because it was I mean the snow was like just nothing we had experienced um there were kids on the motorway um who were still on the school bus from you know like trying to get them back home safely who were stranded who had their who had their uh, teachers and uh, bus drivers, you know, staying with them that whole time. I remember feeling so afraid that that could ever happen to, that either Rowan couldn't get to me or I couldn't get to him. OCD started happen around snow. So, like, in Alana, you get this all the time. Like, if there's a flake of snow in the weather report, I'm like, Alana, please, <laughs> you're not going to go out Yeah, if rain.
1: it's just really torrential weather, like, you're like, please tell me you're not out driving in that. Please tell me you're at home safe
0: right honestly and, I, and it, it, it is just so those are the intrusive thoughts that start to happen I start to become obsessed with the I, I'm looking at the the weather report obsessively yep. and uh, yeah so often yeah so so when can be can be tough um never mind the, the the real stuff about getting out there's also the um you know the 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 fears so the year before last, we, we're now getting into December and there is weather anxiety that's happening. And I also, I i get diagnosed with an autoimmune condition and I am sleeping constantly. Like I think I'm awake for like maybe four hours a day. Um, I'm kind of, I'm in recovery from some issues with, with my dad, which were how oh, we're going to circle back around to that, people. <laughs> um, but it was a messy, messy period of time. Um, so when COVID hit, I hadn't been to church for oh, five months. Um, since we are now meeting again in person. And and during this time I'm listening to women especially all over the world talk about how it's such a relief to not have to go to church um, and wrestling with issues around that and I get it I still would choose to be there um, because I um, that's where I want to be um, if, so I, I spend every weekend, every week planning to be at church that Sunday and uh, and I don't ever get there uh, because Ronan is up so many times during the night and it gets to, um, it gets to like eight in the morning and I realise I, I just, I can't function. I'm going to have to go back to sleep, especially because when I get back, I still have to look after him and as before we even talk about childcare issues. So I haven't been able to get to church like 20 months. And even with all of the difficulties and all of the um, the things that we talk about on this show, maybe we we'll would go to church. So yet again, last night like every other weekend i'm building up my hopes i'm planning to be there i'm letting the kids know um and we have a night like like we did and morning is is up in the night again and so i jump on to online zoom because at least now i can get to see it nobody's bringing sacrament. Well, do you really sort? I don't think many people really think about it. Um we still manage the word pages, right, pretty much and stuff like that. I mean, we're like as involved in the ward as you get still.
1: <laughs> I may not attend, but I still take to do with the word page and right. stuff,
0: yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I guess what I mean is like as much as I've been able to participate on Zoom for the most part, <laughs> um just haven't I haven't been able to have that experience for a really long time unless it's been online with Community of Christ. Um. I miss
1: it. Yeah. I was about to say there, just to talk to me more about, if you don't mind if it's too personal, I, I understand. <laughs> like, It just really hit home to me there that I haven't really thought about, as much as I know you've not been able to attend church, Like, I haven't thought about how that effect on you and how that must feel for you, not being able to renew the covenants and and the things that probably mean one of the most sacred moments for you like to be able to participate within the sacrament and I think sometimes that now obviously I get COVID you know especially at the start it wasn't feasible but Mm. how even for the weeks before COVID that you've not been there that that we should be doing more to make sure and ensure that you're able to have the sacrament within your own home if you're not able to attend church
0: yeah during covid can can i still see home teachers would you mind if i yeah, said no home no, no no absolutely i feel like we're just calling a banana an apple it's you know so yeah um i mean they they are older like in in their 80s i i there's no way i would have had anybody come over we're self isolating you know we just so yeah i while i would have loved it i, I wouldn't have done that um was
1: this happening though pre covid for the weeks and months that you couldn't go that that's kind of what I mean that's what I'm yeah no I, I I hear like
0: that. and the thing is i I'm not I feel like we especially in Scotland, I feel like we can get very superstitious about sacrament, you know like you know we we have to we have to go and take sacrament or this really bad thing's gonna happen that's classic OCD for me and um, no I so I don't simply because I know that um God knows exactly where I'm at and exactly what's going on, and so if I'm not able to do that, I I feel absolutely at one about that. I, I feel I feel comfort. Um, what I do miss is the fact that as a congregation, we are making covenants to bear one another. But like it, it's a it's a community experience, and that's that's the thing that I'm missing. Um, Ronan has been. And I, I hate saying it, but you know, but rowan has been forgotten, and this is where my issues around OCD really come up. Is, is the the fear of of us being forgotten, the, the feeling of us being this burden in society that it just would be so much easier if we would just shut up and go away. If we were dead, it would be a it would be a relief to the system, and. Ugh. Messy, messy thoughts. So yeah, it sucks. Um, but I don't. I don't feel that that impacts my um, relationship with with God. Um. So so this morning I jump onto Zoom. Okay, ready for Father's Day? <laughs> I jump onto Zoom. And okay. So my relationship with my dad has been messy and I've processed a lot I've done the work and it's it's awesome when I say messy he has been emotionally abusive and it it really has been unhealthy through through my whole life um so father's day has been complicated and um I I remember joining the church because this idea that there could be that that there could be love within a family, that there was this ideal that could be worked towards. Um families are forever, that whole thing. I just loved that. I just loved that. But it wasn't, I don't think, my family that I really associated that with. I thought it was it, it was our family. Or, or somehow my dad would be a totally different dad. I, I, don't know, but I really wanted that. Um, so I, I find Father's Day painful. Um, similarly with Mother's Day, when, when we have um Father and Mother's Day at home, it's lovely. Our kids are, you know, like card or you know the kids have done something nice. That's lovely. That's between us and our kids or us and our parents (sighs) but to constantly feel an ideal from church about what fatherhood is or should be or could be I, I don't think I think I'm just I'm so worn I'm so done this weekend that I just I don't think I have words to express it at the moment I know they exist I know I have them but I've not I've
1: not got the ability to to do that right in this moment see I think just if I can just say quickly that you know obviously growing up you know I I'm not saying my family was perfect in any shape or form we had our issues um you know my mum and dad's relationship wasn't perfect um you know some of my siblings seen and heard things that I don't have any recollection of um you know, and so it wasn't perfect, but I have had quite a supportive and and you know loving mother and father and and I guess you know I grew up just thinking this was everyone's experience, you know because you don't have any reason to think otherwise and it's it's only in the last probably. <clears throat> 40 to my 40 it's possibly just in the last 10 plus years that i've actually realized that this is not everyone's experience and how hard it must be for people on father's day and mother's day when that hasn't been their an experience and i've only really thought about that in the last number of years obviously being a friend with you and, and having that understanding of how your family life was you know, <laughs> and you i think- guess it's a bit ignorant of me to to grow up just thinking that that's everyone's experience you know and i i just feel that we need to wake up as a society and realize you know it's the same as like you know how hard and difficult it must be for someone you know I have someone on my Facebook who sadly their child was born and died within I don't know it was a matter of weeks after after birth and and how hard it must be you know because she's on my Facebook to see me posting mm. about the birth of my great niece and 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 i was so aware of that as i was posting that and and i love now that i'm in a place where i am considering these things and i'm not saying that i don't have the right to post about it because it's such a wonderful time for us and and we want to tell everyone but i was so aware in the back of my mind how difficult that must be for that girl to see a birth of a child knowing that she's lost her child and so i am more aware now and i have a little bit more empathy for people to realize that yeah, it's great for us saying, yeah, Father's Day, yeah, Mother's Day. I mean, I said to my mum just the other day, I think it should just all be cancelled. I don't think these should even be days and this was Father's Day. And she said, what, and even Mother's Day? I said, yeah, because it's just all money-making. It's, you know... Why can't we show our mums and our dads every day that we love and care for them, that we we respect yeah. them? Why does it have to be just this one special day? Um, and I'm not saying that people don't show them every day, but I just, I, I I said to you, what was the word I used earlier? Like, I almost feel we're idolizing people, um, you know? This and and exactly. I feel like yeah. it, it shouldn't be that way. Like, why can't, like, I go back to what you say, you know, in church, why can't we just talk about Jesus? You know well, isn't is, that what it's about
0: yeah, yeah. so yeah we I, I feel like the words are starting to come actually okay. so so as I tune into church this morning um the uh, we kick off with a, a, a song, a hymn you know um love is spoken here. Wasn't that always so lovely until today when I just cannot bear to hear it. I see my father kneeling with my family each day. I hear the words he whispers as he bows his head to pray. Um, mine is a home where every hour is blessed by the strength of priesthood power. I think those were the words. Um that we've had a lot of new um, people who've been called into a ward. <clears throat> uh, they're, they're single adults, oh. married adults. It's, it's lots of younger people who are exactly the same age as my son. Um, still forgotten about. Um, there'll be no reaching out to him because his name doesn't even appear in the ward's list anyway. But... Um, yeah and then um the first speaker is an 18 year old boy who has been assigned to speak on preparing to be a good husband and father and I just couldn't do it I uh I think I nearly, I think I might
1: have broke the laptop I just slammed it shut there was a profanity yeah. and just for Charlie <laughs> if he's watching it wasn't her new laptop. <laughs> it was an uh, old one. my husband is uh,
0: yeah just needing that reassurance. so so here's what's happening um because I know that I, I think everyone who went to church today thought it was wonderful. I mean, I, didn't, I, I couldn't stick around for anything m- more than that. I am tired of the idolising, uh, fetishizing of motherhood and now with fatherhood, how it's equated with um, what the hell, uh, why the hell do we keep saying righteousness, righteous? Why do we ever use that word? But you know, we'll be obsessed with you know being a righteous um, husband and father. What? Okay. So we we put these um, parental, um actually, let's just say it, biological, you know, like like relationships up on up on a pedestal, and I'm thinking that. Today was the day when I was going to be there, and every week since church has returned, I have felt so thankful that I haven't been there. That I didn't do it. Um, the kid who is, you know, in the next room, who uh, what what my child has been through in relationship to to their own biological family, to hear of that, to hear that stuff for. It's not even that I resent it like my dad sucks, so how dare you all be happy. <laughs> it's not even like that. No, It's, not at all. it's equating it almost with, with godhood, with perfection. You know what? I'm not ever, ever, ever going to be a perfect mum. I've got no intention of being a perfect mum because I need to be a human mum in order to give my kids what they need. And I can only care for me too if I can be a human mum. Um... And with, with fathers making making it seem as if we have to have this disgustingly perfect barrier between, it becomes about me and God, that's what it is. It becomes, this is supposed to be his church. This is supposed to be Jesus' church where I turn up, where I'm trying to turn up to hear about Jesus, where I just want to feel, I just want to feel the peace. I want to feel it taken away. And what I'm presented with is a God who who, who is so disconnected from what I need to hear. From from I'm turning up asking for bread and I'm getting a stone. I'm turning up at church. And I'm hearing children, actual children, talking about what they're going to be like when they're a dad. You know what? <laughs> 18-year-old child, do you know how hard it's going to be? Do you know um, about the grief and the loss and the pain and the the messiness and the blood? And, and I'm here so isolated from my God because we are... Holding up these family relationships as it's this thing that it needs to be, and if it can't be really good, if we can't be righteous people, righteous parents, then that's the sinful thing, and not actually the sinful thing about just being bloody good human beings and being messy and it
1: hurting. Yeah, I think just as you're speaking about that, Jane, it just gets me thinking. You know, from growing up in the church perspective. So obviously, you know, they talk a lot about us as mothers and we're going to be wives and homemakers and we need to learn how to sew and we need to learn how to iron and how we're going to be parents and how wonderful it's going to be. And I always go back to this thing of, and I was actually listening to one of the Mormon Stories podcasts again, and he brought it up also, Um, the boy, I can't remember what his name was. Um. I see it as Gerardo, but I know that's not how you see it because he's Mexican, yeah. Gerardo or something like that, yeah, um, and he said the same thing as like what well, I feel like, we go to church and we put on this false pretense of how our life is, how wonderful it is, so you know, you go, growing up in the church, you go to church and you have this wonderful idea of how motherhood's going to be and I wanted nothing more in my life than to be a mother, I love kids, I was always around kids. I was called the Pied Piper growing up because if you're looking for your children, find Alana and you'll find your children. And, you know, I had this idea of how motherhood was going to be. And by bloody hell, and sorry for saying that, was I wrong? It's nothing like you grow up believing it to be because of, like you say, there's such, all the things that are put on it is how wonderful motherhood is and uh, being a wife and a mother and and. I, it was a shock to my system. I love being a mum. Like I say, I'm not the perfect mum. I get it wrong so many times, but it just it not anything like I thought it was going to be. And I think this is where we need to stop doing this to women to, to make it something that it, it truly isn't. And I'm sure there's pr- plenty of mothers out there who feel the same as me, that motherhood's not all it's cracked up to be. And as much as I love being a mum, sometimes I hate being a mum and I'm being totally honest sometimes Mm. I hate being a mum because of the responsibility now Daisy's dad and I are no longer together and for the past three years he's not seen his daughter I've had to do it alone I've had to be mum and dad now she's just started seeing him again but you know and that's the thing that people need to know I'm not saying it's all women that there are some women who also walk away from their children and the father's left to be a single parent but whichever way it is you know we're left to deal with that and like you say the pain that comes from being a parent the worry that comes from being a parent i'm like you know i i said as a generalization if i knew life was going to be this hard i wouldn't have signed up for it you know would i change my daughter no but i'm being honest and and vulnerable here and saying there are times i hate being a parent i hate it i sometimes feel like my life would be so much easier if i didn't have this responsibility as a parent would i change it probably not it's bloody hard it's not all it's cracked up to be like growing up in the church that you think motherhood's going to be so wonderful and so amazing and it's not it's not maybe for Um, some people it is but i don't believe it is
0: (laughs) i haven't spoken today i I wish my husband a a happy my, my husband works in london just so that you know um i just realized how this was going to sound um and so I wished him a happy Father's Day when I spoke to him earlier today. But I ha- I, mean, I I, mean, haven't been able to post about the um, wonderful, wonderful job he, oh, he yeah. has done and does. Um, because this has become so big that Father's Day hasn't been able to be about just appreci- appreciating him. I went back to sleep today and only got up out of bed because I just couldn't do it I just couldn't do it you came over to visit with me to hear me out and I you know whenever you have those experiences that just drain your soul that are so bad that you can't even look after your own kids Yep. that's what the sabbath has been for me today that's what father's day has been for me today I'm struggling to function I'm anxious I my OCD is um is uh, it's just brewing there on a weekend where I'm super happy <laughs> that this if I were to be able to speak to God um face to face and I love that I could just lay it all down and tell him that sometimes, maybe most of the time, I feel that he really sucks. That I need God to show up in person. That these barriers to to me being able to um, feel, to be able to parent, this really, really sucks. And there are times when um, I really want you to step in and you don't step in and. As much as we could have these huge doctrinal lessons about why God's going to step in, it sucks. And when when I get to speak to Jesus and what in and this is your church. This is your church that we show up and we even get to we get to spend the day talking about not you. I, I go to church and I don't find you. Look, why are you hiding? I feel like it's when I speak to my dad, to really say I deserve better than this. I deserve a dad who is going to show up and who cares and who isn't, you know what, this is I think what has to be, who isn't so bloody selfish that everything has to be about what they need and they forget that we're here I feel forgotten I feel trapped I feel like I feel so angry and it's beautiful and I love I I love that I get to have these real feelings but oh my goodness this is and is this all gets to be wrapped up in the priesthood bow that is how I'm supposed to approach or see God. And so where are you, mother? Where are you, father, that that this is my experience of worshiping and trying to find you? Could you stop hiding? Could you stop rejecting me? Can, Can you please just stop rejecting us? Because that's how it starts to feel. When all I want to hear. Is stories of peace and comfort. And instead I get stories. About standards being higher and higher. And expectations being more and more. When. We're just trying so hard. To love Jesus. To love our neighbour. To love the people who are overlooked. And like I said to you earlier on that when I look around and in the context of last night thinking these are the people that I'm surrounded with do you not want to thank God do you not want to speak about Jesus do you do you do you really feel that way about your LGBTQ brothers and sisters the people that are too afraid to show up today because it's not even just basically kind (sighs) I don't know what to do with that today I really don't (laughs) there we go I'm just really thankful that that there are people who've stepped back from the church and who have been able to to mourn with me about this. Um, That there are people who are in the church who mourn with me about this. And I don't know, I'm just feeling lost. Go and tell me some comments, Alana, while I get my head straight. Um, okay,
1: so let me see. So I've just gone back to Susan debar's comment. I hope I've pronounced that correctly. I'm not good with names. Um, who said, Jane? Here's what people say to me: Don't worry, because your son has already earned his place in the celestial kingdom. Is that supposed to make life better?
0: Oh my goodness, that is it exactly. They've already made it, so they don't need church um and so it's our responsibility just to keep up to you know to to meet that that standard um what the hell is a human parent supposed to do with that yeah. and the you know that, that that's some kind of excuse for leaving our children with disabilities behind you know let's let's get real about it, it the real truth is it's a lot easier when when they don't go to church when you put less resources into it
1: we're a tiny rewards. yep um but but it still should have been there it still should have been there should have been something put in place even if there had to be extra people put within the organization to help to support ronan even one-on-one within the organization um sorry um i just said his name i'm not sure if you were okay with that Apologise. No, um, you know, I mean, I just, as you were talking about your boy, you know, I remember so many times the joy in his face when we would come home from church because he wanted to know what hymns we sung, who said the prayers. And I remember feeling so hurt at that at the same time, something and he should be there. He should be experiencing that for himself firsthand. And and I think why can't we do more to support people? You know, I've never told anyone this
0: before, but do you know what? I um he he remembers the people who go to church, and every time that I've been, I come back and I make up the names of the people who I tell him are asking for him. Make it up. He's so happy. At one point, he has some best friends in church. You know, this pain and this anger is it, it feels holy to me. It feels like God <laughs> proves it and understands it, and being angry at God, at how the church, um, how church experience is. I, I don't feel like I'm being sinful in talking about it. I don't, I don't know what to do with the fact that, I've just seen, I've just seen for the millionth time that for a church who we want to, you know, really, we hate it whenever people tell us that we're not Christians, right? Why do I need to go out with the church to find people behaving like Christians,
1: I've had people say to me personally without mentioning names that they, they feel that they were one of the least Christ-like churches around. <laughs> and I, I have had that said to me by people. um, You know, and I think, so what are people seeing in us then? What are we seeing in
0: us? Because, and I know I used this whenever we were speaking to you, I know I, know I said this to you, but um, we, we don't get to say, by their fruits ye shall know them. And make that one of the things that makes the church worth being part of when actually the fruits of this weekend have been hate speech, exclusion, <sighs> marginalisation, um, pain, um, and and some sort of, again, the words are going, you know, this sense of if you... If you look into peer, like you, you fulfill a certain role or class or task within the church, then then there's a place for you. So, you know, um, Yeah. yeah.
1: A little sleepy friend. Yeah, I yeah. know. Um, so <laughs> just um, moving on, it, it was funny because when I seen Mormon's, Mormon Civil War pop up, I'm like, it took me a minute to realise who it was. So um, that's her <laughs> Peter. So he had said, we need to remember when leaders are guilt-tripping LDS parents if any of their kids aren't perfect. And I love this. Um, the actual God had one third of his go off the rails um, before they were even born in LDS theology. And I guess I've never thought of that in that way before so when i seen that i was like oh yeah like absolutely <laughs> you know um liz i believe is that leon am i right in That's saying? Leon. Yes, um, yes. celebrate parents day on july 25th celebrating all parents and parental figures sending virtual hugs and love um susan i love how we've actually tonight used the word hell we've used bloody so many times we're like what <laughs> um and now Susan's saying it too go Susan, um sorry, but it's a bloody disgrace hearing your experience with your son. It makes me feel so sad um I was just scrolling, Susie <clears throat> um I'm trying to think obviously there was a comment made uh previous to that, that at the time I remember what we were talking about, but now I don't where Tonya has said, yes, this is why I don't feel comfortable at church, but I can't remember. Um, If she's still on, maybe you could pop that up if you remember. Um, Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to see if there's anyone else's that I've missed. Um, uh, Leon had said as well, I'd rather be offended over the proper names when we were talking about the body parts than having to sit through my child's therapy session if something happens to her. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Oh, she's not finished her comment. Susie says, I was just scrolling through Facebook and saw this. I hope you're okay. I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I feel your pain. Sending love. Thank you, Susie, and Absolutely. thank you, everyone, actually, for your wonderful comments and for having Jane and I just process everything that we're feeling and and yeah.
0: You know what's been really helpful about this? I
1: <clears throat>
0: I had been thinking about how I what would traditionally happen is the the advice from people who don't want to sit with you in your pain. Um uh, you know, it, it, speaking to a bishop, speaking to a home teacher, speaking to a trusted leader. Often we we give really sucky advice in church because we just we don't like um, just sitting with someone in their grief. Um, I know, Alana, that you're very familiar with my retelling of um, me talking about to a, you know a past Relief Society president um just about having a having a, a you know, little bit of sleeplessness and how um you know just had a lot going on with Ronan and um have we considered just putting Ronan into into care um we're, we're not very good at it to not hear any cliches or any it's just I guess just people just to just sit in this moment and let me process is, has been really really helpful
1: yeah.
0: but I genuinely I think I'm in a place right now where I I, I don't know what to do about the fact that I am um, spiritually tied spiritually bound uh, you know that I choose to be a member of a church where I just don't feel that I get to experience Jesus Yep.
1: I mean I I've definitely um noticed a big difference um for sure um in you and your spirituality as much as you know you very much have your own relationship with Jesus if you take the church out of the equation um but when you're looking for that within your organisation um, and you're not finding that, how painful that must be. But I have noticed, as, as much as you try to remain upbeat and positive, I have noticed it getting more and more difficult for you. Um, uh, and, and especially, I mean, I, th- I would say today is one of the worst that I've seen you. Like even speaking to you earlier, like I hated that I had to rush off and leave you earlier you know i had to go pick my daughter up and such um because i could just see the pain you were in and and i hated having to walk away from that um i'm getting so emotional um you know because as you know like when someone feels pain i feel it too and that's just a gift that i have and and i sometimes feel i don't have the words but you know i i look back at the two of us and and i laugh almost because the two of us were just like but you know that's <laughs> yeah. how we process it and I think that's okay that sometimes you just need to get it all out your system in that way um obviously we've tried to do it a bit differently here you know and um, then what we do in our personal but it, it's so hard when when you see someone in pain and you don't know how to fix it you don't and I know that you don't need me to fix it I know that's not what you want but mm-hmm. but I want to fix it I want to make it better for you and I can't but I just know that that by being there being a listening ear and, and just loving you no matter what and um you know that's enough for you that that just being there to, to say what we need to say and and get it out of our systems and and it may take us the next few weeks to fully process this and to still get over it you know who knows we might be like tomorrow looking back going what the heck did we just do last night like what, what? you know we might not you know um but i just think you know that going back to, I'm kind of swerving back here, like when you said about sometimes the things people say, you know, like, would you not just put them in a home? And, you know, I've said this, that that I've experienced situations as well where things have been said that have been more harmful to me than they have, you know, in regarding my experience as a child. And and I don't believe wholeheartedly that, that the person who said it meant any harm or it caused me any pain, and whether they even know at this moment in time that, they, that really caused me pain, but But I think sometimes in the the situations within the church, and again, this is where I always go back to, we shouldn't be having people in these positions without the proper training because they're not counsellors. They're not trained counsellors. They're not trained um, whatever. I can't even think what I'm trying to say here. Um, But sometimes if you don't know what to say, don't say anything. And that is okay. Like I think within the church we have this need... That when someone is coming to us as a Relief Society President, or someone is coming to us as a bishop, that we need to answer in that moment. But silence is okay too. Because if that person truly understands you and knows you as a bishop or a Relief Society President, they'll know. Like, And if you believe in that the Spirit talks to you, which I don't know if I even believe in that anymore. But if you believe that the Spirit talks to you, then people understand that silence is okay. Because if you really need to hear and know what you need to say to that person, that sometimes silence is okay. Or if you still truly don't know what to say, don't say anything because sometimes you cause more harm than good. So well, on that, on that
0: knowing what people need to hear and know. I, I think that's I think that's exactly what my struggle is um with with the experience of, of watching church today is that. is is this what people needed to hear and know today? People who were going to church? And while I'm sure all over the world, Latter-day Saint congregations who have all had the exact same experience, let's face it, it, Father's Day comes, they do Father's Day stuff. There are exceptions, not every word I know does, but generally speaking, that's what you're signing up for. Um, Is that what we needed to hear today? because it's not what i i mean it was and i think i got to see how over especially the pandemic and seeing seeing pre-pandemic how church anxiety was a thing um and and the amount of really good faithful especially women who were experiencing church anxiety the pandemic happens and there is the release of that that Expectation and people settling into that. And now, as I am every weekend hanging everything on my ability to I'm going to be able to go today I'm going to be able to go today and the anxiety that comes along with that about what that's going to be like as someone who's now going and experiencing you know like I do have these contamination issues the thought of being outside anywhere any social interaction is really really difficult to to feeling like it just all comes to a head and then I don't have anything to do with that anxiety. I end up spending all day, all night in bed, not able to get up, shaking and feeling like I know that women, especially, I'm men, but but all over the world in our church community are experiencing this. And this is what it looks like. The braless, garmentless, porn shouldered shaking, OCD, (laughs) crying mess that I am tonight because church was supposed to be uplifting because I didn't get to hear Jesus spoken about because I saw unkindness this weekend from people who have loved each other since they were children because I expected my dad to show up and he let me down this was the only stuff that I really wanted to talk about and the stuff that I think if I can be real about then there's a chance right this is how the only way I can make being a member of the church work is if I can do it and be be real be me this is it this is what we're working with
1: yeah um I just want to draw attention to Peter's comment. Like, I, I, you've probably seen my face when I read yeah. it. I was like, this is wonderful, and this is how it should be. One of my best callings was to take a very artistic young adult in a ward for a walk in the park for an hour or two so his mum could have respite and do a Relief Society without having to worry. How wonderful is that? If that can happen in one ward, why is it not happening in other wards? Like, we need to do so much better. Um. I like as well that he says, you know, I think a lot depends on leadership, really, and leaders having ideas and imagination for accommodating everyone. This episode will hopefully raise, a- ho- hopefully, hopefully raise awareness and ways we can be more Christ-like. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I have to leave. I'm just reading this firsthand, but I am now convinced the church is causing pain to so many people across the globe. <clears throat> I used to think it was just in Utah. Susan Dubois messaged me last week and I said to her, and I will say to you, I'm so, so sorry. I have all the same questions and not many answers. I just hope we can make our own homes a place of belonging and that spreads like wildfire. The church does not own the gospel. We do. When they can't get it right, we can.
0: That that is my church. That That, that is my church. That is my people. That is how to be a Christian. That is the latter day saying, I want to be. That is what keeps me here. Um, I I love that. Thank you. And, yeah, and that everybody's is, been commenting yeah. tonight.
1: Yeah.
0: I didn't have to have the experience of, you know, of, of going to a bishop, of hearing how praying more, putting things into a different perspective, hearing that having an eternal perspective will just will fix everything. Um, just to be able to be real in that moment. Yeah, I, I appreciate it very, very much. So from here, I don't know, I'm going to sit in this space for a bit and feel so thankful for, for all of this and for you guys and... All of you twenty first century saints out there, this is this is how to do Jesus. This is how to do the gospel, um, and no freaking out if someone is feeling so hurt and wounded by their church experience. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just need the church to change right now. Maybe it just all got a bit too much there. But yeah. I'm okay
1: in this place. See, I, th- I think that's something you that, you know, you have said that, you know, you hold on to the hope that the church will change in the future. But I've said, but why can't it change now? You know, I've said that, like, I get that it takes time sometimes for things, but I think why are they still continuing to cause damage and pain to people? They can see it. They they, they surely can see it. They're losing multiple members. Um, people are resigning from the church. Um, the numbers are going down within our ward buildings, they know what the biggest cause is they they surely know people have written to them you know it's so why are they not fixing it this is what i can't understand and i can't understand it why are you not fixing this as a church i I just can't well i can't understand it the
0: difficulty that i have is that if someone is a member of this church and is waiting for the first presidency to change things awesome by all means pray for them but my anxieties and difficulties haven't aren't things that if if they waved a magic wand would have changed what church experience would have been or that experience last night it would have still been the same experience i i feel like if if everyone in our congregation and no we're not going to be perfect and we will all say stupid things and and that's fine. I say stupid things all
1: the no, time. Oh, don't be real <laughs> Absolutely. Right?
0: But if people were able to be Christ-like, to show up for each other, and and what is being taught is the gospel of Jesus Christ, then today would have happened differently. I have OCD. I would have had, you know, like that's my life, right? I, I, you know, the, the. I guess maybe the, the tension, the expectation. My kids are all in the same place, and, and my mind will start. Going. I mean, it, it, it's probably a blip that would have happened with my mental health anyway. But I should have expected something better from my lived experience within the congregation, right? Something that this is the beauty of what I'm seeing. This is, this is what gives me hope is that when people aren't having these, these, um, christian experiences or uplifting experiences or connection to the divine within their congregations we've been doing it online so you know i mentioned my Tonya there you you what 17 years we're saying i we found each other we started groups like this the Avengers. we we jumped into podcasting we woke up one day and decided that we were going to do something different there's all of these women's groups especially that are popping up that are doing something about this and that is inspiring to me. And so things are happening Yeah. and then I go to church and I feel like I've just stepped back 20, 30 years. Um, I think I can handle it if we can keep having these kinds of experiences where I feel where
1: I feel like God's getting to do his work on the earth through us because you're all showing up and showing me that he is. Yep. Absolutely. So I've just noticed that it's five past midnight and obviously yes. I'm I'm yes. totally happy to stay on a little bit longer if well, you've still I'm, got anything you would like to say. I'm, um, I'm a just done. aware what that teaches? I go on holiday this week, so yes. I've got quite a bit of stuff to be getting on with through the week and I can't do that if I'm absolutely exhausted. Yeah. Um, so have you got anything you would like to finish up with, Jane, before I close this out? No?
0: No, I poured it all out. And I honestly, people, I love you all so much for showing up for me in this space. I love your comments, and I'm so thankful for you. And you you did a very kind thing tonight
1: by sitting with me tonight. Yeah, and absolutely. I and, and this, I do have to just, you know, say when Jane said at the start, like, Jane being so vulnerable like this, you know, with the tears and everything. Like it's very few and far between that that you see that with Jane. And that that's what made it a hard watch for me this time because I'm not used to seeing my friend crying and and I'm not saying that she's heartless because she doesn't cry, you know, but it's just not, she's usually quite in check and it's just hard to see someone in pain and, and not be able to do anything. But again, just thank you so, so much to all of our listeners, especially because it was just a very impromptu one that we hadn't uh, planned for. Um, we we do have this Wednesday, our, our normal planned one at 8 And we're um, going to make it fun. We've had,
0: some, we've had some heavy episodes, so we're going to we're gonna be having a chuckle this, this
1: yep. Wednesday. Yep, apparently so. <laughs> and so we, we will be with you. I'm not sure going forward we'll probably talk more about that. Obviously, we're coming up to our summer holidays here in in um, Scotland in the UK. Um, so we may be looking at taking a little break, maybe for just even a few weeks, just to let me spend time with my daughter and not have to think, oh, I've got my podcast to do this evening. Um, but we we will um, keep you all posted on that as the week score. I mean, if Jane feels she wants to do some without me, absolutely go for it. I'm
0: totally on board yeah. with that. You know, um, I really yeah. actually think I'd be super uh, entertained to see um Daisy doing a, a podcast takeover. Um I'm kinda <laughs> tempted to have because <laughs> okay. Daisy's got like a little fandom right
1: here. Yeah. She just slinks out at the side of the screen. Yeah. and like, oh, I know. I, I noticed that uh, it's getting to the stage now that I'm actually forgetting I'm on the podcast because she came to me earlier. She really should have been in bed. I mean, before Jane called to do the podcast, I was actually just going to put her to bed because I said that she could stay up a little bit later because it's the last week of school. And then I realized I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, I'm on the podcast. I did it again. People's going to see my annoyance at my child. But that's oh. real life. That is real life. And then she says they don't get annoyed at their children. I don't believe you.
0: <laughs> no,
1: this has been the realest real episode.
0: Father's Day mm. sucks. Um, right, uh, yeah. To to yep. all the people who have been showing up for yep. their kids, Absolutely. For being that for other people, and the mums who're pulling double duty and doing it for mum and dad. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're... So again,
1: thank you so much to Jane, and thank you so much to all of you. Um, we hope that you'll be able to join us on Wednesday at eight, and if not, you can catch us um obviously at a later date on youtube or facebook and then obviously when we upload to podcast which is usually within a few days you can catch us there um and so again as always we bless your journey whatever that may be we love you all we appreciate you all and we look forward to seeing you on wednesday
0: good night everyone thank you for listening we would invite you to come and like our Facebook page, our YouTube page, and to leave us a review wherever you find your podcasts. Also, we now have a TikTok page, so you can come and find us at 21st Century Saints on TikTok and uh, let us know what you think.